A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dr. Matt and Dr. Mike's A to Z of the human body. We are on the letter A. The term is adaptation. This is an interesting one, Matt, because adaptation is a term that is used uh, colloquially, generally, uh, not necessarily just in biology and human anatomy and physiology, uh, but it's an extremely important concept within the confines of biology. Adaptation is basically an, an organism's ability to adapt or change. <laughs> I should probably try and define it without using the word adapt. Okay. That's right. So adaptation is the process by which an organism becomes better suited to its environment over time. Okay. Is that a better explanation of adaptation? So you can have short or long-term adaptation. You can have uh, genetic adaptation, or you can just have phenotypic adaptation. So genetic adaptation is the genes change and respond to the environment so that the organism is better suited. Or we can have phenotypic adaptation where it's just the physiology of the organism changes to be better suited. So for example- But I might add there that it could be maladaptive. So it could be an adaptation ooh. that is not good. Yes. For the organism. But then that term would be maladaptation. Mm. But we're not talking about that, man. We're talking about adaptation. All right. And we're talking about the body's ability to, or an organism, but let's, we're talking about anatomy and physiology. So we're talking about the human body's ability uh, to respond to environmental stimuli or, or challenges or stresses and basically become better suited to deal with that stress over time. So, and there's heaps of examples of this, for example, exercise. So when you expose yourself to the stress of exercise, so you are lifting weights, it stresses the muscles of your body, it stresses your cardiovascular system and respiratory system, and your body will adapt, it will respond physiologically to build bigger muscles, to create a stronger heart, and also to create a better respiratory capacity. So this is your body's ability to adapt to the challenge so that next time you're exposed to it, it's not as threatening right. because it is a stressor. Exercise yes. is a stressor. It's a threat to the body. And so you actually get physiological benefits from that. 
And like you said, there can be other things that, you know, your body adapts to when you drink alcohol, you're exposed to the toxin alcohol and your liver needs to metabolize it. And it increases the expression of enzymes that help metabolize alcohol. And the more you drink, the higher the expression of these enzymes to help you deal with that alcohol. So your liver in a way is adapting to your exposure to alcohol. But if we talk about adaptation within the confines or the umbrella, I should probably say of evolution, adaptation can occur through a number of different mechanisms. So natural selection, uh, genetic drift, gene flow. Um, it's part of the way populations can change over time. So for example, when, when you're- So is that so much of the individual though, or, or is it more, because natural selection to me is not so much the process of adaption, it's how nature kind of selects the fittest. I don't mean the survival of the fittest, but just a trait mm-hmm. that is more fit. Yes, absolutely. So, so let's talk about- And, and has this also been- Initially, it was disproven somewhat. I forget who, which scientist came up with the theory where basically if you were to adapt, you then would pass it on to your offspring, but then that was disproven, but now it's kind of come back. You're talking about Wallace? No, it's not Wallace. Wallace's theory of, for example, if you were to cut the tail off many generations of mice, will they ultimately produce mice offspring without tails? Or does a giraffe's neck consistently get longer and longer and longer. Not so much, not so much that. Just like, let's just say if you just became a big bodybuilder, um, would your children be hypertrophied? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was going to be my next point, right? So if, if you're exposed to the challenge of exercise, um, and your muscles get larger, your body has physiologically adapted. But like you said, you don't produce offspring with a greater muscle density because of that. Uh, and, and so that's because the it's a physiological response and it's not a genetic response. It's, it hasn't, but wait, I'll, I'll, so what they've shown is that environmental exposures that result in physiological changes can affect your genes through epigenetic yeah. influences. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So you can have the way natural selection and evolution has worked over time in which um, you've got, let's just say, a hundred butterfly and one in, and all of those butterflies, all of those butterflies are white, right? And over time, you've had uh, 
the Industrial Revolution. I think they were moths, but keep going. Yeah, well, I was sort of just making my own <laughs> up because I'm changing it a little bit. But let's just say you've got 100 moths. They're all white. Oh, Le- was it Lamarck? Oh, Lamarckian. Yeah, yes, Lamarckian, you're right. Yeah. Yes, yes. It was the Lamarckian theory of, of – um, it wasn't evolution, but the Lamarckian theory of Adaptable. changes over yeah. time. Keep yeah. going. Um, so you've got these white moths – and then you've got the industrial revolution where they start to produce huge amounts of smog and soot and all of these byproducts of the industrial revolution, these black compounds that were just lining trees and the moths, which were landing on these trees, which had white bark or lighter colored bark, they were fine until the industrial revolution came along. And now you've Birds got- picking them off. And yeah, now you've got black bark because it's been stained and these white moths stand out you know, and like you said, birds will pick them off. Now, and that becomes the new selection pressure. So that is the natural selection process here. Well, so there's a couple of options here, right? If every single one of those moths that are produced are all white, they become extinct yeah. because the birds eat them off. But every now and then, because of the way genetics works, there are a couple of blips and alterations in our genetic code mutations can occur that can change that can change the way we look phenotypically and in this instance one of those changes for only had to be one of those moths was it was black and it landed on the tree and it survived it survived to a point where it could continue to reproduce yeah, that's right. past that genetic aberration in a way on to the next offspring who were also black and now what you find is that all the white moths are gone they were picked off and all you've got left. So you've got this bottle genetic bottleneck of a community of only black moths and that's it. And then they survive and thrive. And so you've now Until got- Until the next selection pressure may exactly, arise. Exactly right. Now it doesn't mean, and this is what people sort of find, what they don't understand is that it's not like the environment forced that mutation to occur. It was spontaneous. There could have been a moment in that, uh, time in history where that mutation did not occur and that black moth was not produced. It was a f- freak happenstance, right? Yeah. It was just happened, but it resulted in a selective pressure yeah. and it survived. Now that is one form of adaptation, but it's very different to the adaptation of your, your skeletal muscles getting larger in response to. So some you can pass on to your offspring, some you cannot. However, like you said, epigenetics plays another role. It's another layer. So instead of you having a mutation or multiple mutations in your DNA that changes the way you look phenotypically, you can have the things that uh, affect the way the DNA is read changes, right? And then that may effectively be passed on. And and the example they use for that one is the uh, periods of time where they, maybe in Europe, uh, maybe not through the world wars, but through periods of not starvation, but yeah. So um, there was a Dutch community um, after World War One, I, I think it was, where there was a famine. Famine. That, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah. And so then the subsequent generations had phenotypical changes based on what the parents went through. Yeah. Parents didn't have enough food. So the parents lost significant weight. Uh, There was no genetic changes in in the context of mutations, but there were epigenetic changes. And so you're going to have the way genes are read to alter your metabolism. They're going to say, well, we need a body now that can hold on to as many calories as possible. And so we're going to change the way certain proteins are 
or genes are read and then translated into proteins so that, you know, you might remain thin, but you survive and you can survive off fewer calories. And that epigenetic change was did happen in the gametes of these people and was passed on to their offspring. And then these offspring were shorter, thinner, um, uh, but adapted to their parents' environmental pressures. Amazing. And that's, that's amazing. So adaptation can happen in a, a multitude of ways. Uh, another example of adaptation uh, on the biological, or I should say the um, biochemical scale is, and we can take um, uh, people who abuse alcohol as another example here, you've got neurotransmitters in your brain, right? You've got GABA, which dampens neuronal impulses and glutamate, which excites them. And they are balanced over time so that you have a normal functioning brain. If you drink a lot of alcohol, that increases the GABA and decreases the glutamate because it has a- So that's why they say that alcohol is an inhibitor? Yes, because it, it- increases the dampening effect and inhibits the excitatory effect. Now your body wants to maintain homeostasis and it knows there's now this shift in these neurotransmitters and it can't alter that those neurotransmitters because the alcohol has this effect, but it can alter the receptors that those neurotransmitters work on. So if you're upping the GABA, the brain goes, that's too much GABA. I'm going to dampen the GABA receptors. And it goes, Hey, the glutamate's gone. I'm going to up the glutamate receptors to try and maximize whatever glutamate's there and its influence and tries to bring it back to a nice balance. But this is all the while it's been exposed to an environmental pressure, which is alcohol. Now, if that person then suddenly stops alcohol, abstains from alcohol, well, you've got this GABA. We've got all these GABA receptors, right? But then the GABA drops down. So you've got no GABA result. So So you've you've got a lack of GABA receptors plus the GABA stops so you got no inhibition. And you got a lot of all, yes, you got all of these glutamate receptors, and now glutamate goes through the roof. It's overstimulated seizures. So one of the effects for people who abstain after alcoholism is seizures. So that's why they give them the brains benzos. It's why they give them benzodiazepines. So this is just another form of adaptation internally on the shorter time scale. So we've spoken about adaptation from a short, medium, long term time scale, and those that can be uh, inherited, so, those that can't. Most that drink alcohol, basically. That's fair. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.